0: Welcome to the Bible Feed podcast, a place for conversations about the Bible and faith in the modern world, where ordinary people come together to help each other understand the Bible better.
1: Let's get started.
0: Welcome to the Bible Feed podcast. My name's Dan Weatherall and I'm here with Paul Davenport and we're going to continue a discussion on the book of Revelation, aren't we Paul?
1: Absolutely we are and we're going to... um... Going to try and get our heads around uh the the whole book in yeah. half an hour and <laughs> kind of get the structure of it
0: the whole book of revelation in 30 minutes or it's not going to be 30 it's probably going to be a little bit more than 30 God. minutes but you know let's,
1: let's be realistic <laughs> okay
0: yeah yeah so yeah you set you set yourself or you set us both a real challenge this session what we did last time um in the previous revelation episode is really good it was more of a step back let's think about the type of book, the genre and the background and things like that. So, we we had a bit of a discussion about the the place in the biblical story, the place of the book in the biblical story, didn't we? Um, yeah. About, you know, at the turn of the era of the apostles. So, after Jesus and after the apostles, sort of towards the end of that. And and really, with an expectant community of believers, been yeah, sort of promised yeah. Jesus was coming again, and he's not coming, and there's suffering, there's persecution, there's all sorts going on. So, so yeah, that that sort of cited the, or situated the book, didn't it, and in, in mm. that that place,
1: yeah, and that kind of transition period, yeah, from one generation to the next,
0: yeah. So, and and what we're trying to do is trying to hear the book of Revelation as it would have been heard. That's that's kind of the. The overall aim, isn't it? The objective. Um, it's yeah. so easy yeah. to, in any part of Scripture, but especially Revelation, I think, so easy to dive in and just start thinking what different things mean for us. But actually, yeah. there was a real audience. You know, the seven churches in Asia. So we talked a bit about that.
1: Yeah, and we we picked up that it has features of of a letter. Yeah. From beginning to end. Yeah. And and therefore, a letter has has a recipient, has an addressee, and it means something to uh, to the people that first heard it. Definitely, yeah. We're trying to pick up that, listen to it through their ears, as it were.
0: Yeah, that's right. There was that key verse, wasn't there, in uh, chapter one, verse three, blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and keep what is written in it, for the time is near. So we kept referring back to that. And then there were the three T's that you introduced me to, didn't you? So I'm trying to make sure I remember them. (laughs) Target audience, so we've we've talked about that. Uh, That's
1: definitely
0: one of them it's one of them time
1: T- time and then kind of where it yeah works yeah. it's in time historical context Sorry. yeah i,
0: I yeah. hope that was right and then uh what's the other one type so genre so yeah you know the yes a letter yes. the type uh, of writing yeah type yeah. of writing yeah so uh, you know with ap- apocalyptic literature sort of elements to it which we might see a little bit more of in this this episode i think um yeah yeah, and and it's a, a prophecy as well, isn't it? As in, it's urging the people of of God, the followers of Jesus, to to react to it. You know, it's God's prophetic word. Yeah. So, so yeah, we've yeah. got to we've got to hear it in that context to try and work out what it might mean for people today. You know, what what's the message we can yeah learn from? Yeah, I and
1: mean, I think that's 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 our challenge is to try and. Hear it as it would have been heard, and try and get a sense of how people hearing it for the first time would have reacted and thought. This is expecting me to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. Um, and 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 look at the world in a certain way, and think of myself in the world in a certain way. Um, that's that's our challenge.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Okay, so you said we want to think about the whole book. Then, so that's that's the background. Now let's think about how it's all structured.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's what what we need to do this for this episode. We'll just think about the thing as a whole and think about its different parts and the structure, uh, the flow of it. I want to give give credit to uh, to, to something that I I found very helpful in uh, in getting to grips with the the, the structure of the mm-hmm. Book of Revelation, um, which was it's an essay um, article uh, written by Richard Borkham, Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, the article is entitled, or the essay is entitled, "The Climax of Prophecy." Or well, I think that's a collection of essays. And one of the essays in that is, is specifically about the structure, and, and he he just pulls out some really helpful points mm-hmm. about uh, about things to pick up on in the text of the book that are structural markers and just help to to put it together. And and they're probably the kinds of phrases that when you're hearing it read to you that you would pick up on, um, maybe not all of them first time, but maybe, you know, second or third time, you, you'd start to hear these these structural section markers. Um, and, and that that helps draw out the message of, of the book, I think. Mm. Um, it, it helps us just to identify the different parts and how they are connected, you know, what to treat as kind of a sequence. Because it is, e- even though we're picking up on Or we're trying to pick up on what would you hear? uh, What would you pick up on as a hearer of this book? It is still a very finely woven, crafted piece of literature Mm -hmm. that draws you into deeper analysis and study and thinking about particular phrases and why they are alluding back to the Old Testament and in in the way that they do. Mm. Um, So, you know, it it operates at at a number of levels. Mm. As we might not be surprised to find with an inspired um, piece of piece of text. Sure.
0: Yeah. So it's not something they would have sort of sat down in. You know, the people in Ephesus or Thyatira sat down and heard it read aloud and thought, "Okay, thank you very much for that," and never never read it again. Mm. It, you know, it would have. Yeah, it's been preserved, hasn't it? That's.
1: And, and it's definitely something that draws it draws you into deeper reflection yeah. and and study on, on what it's what it's trying to get across i mean and it is you know in that respect it is a work of art it's a little bit like you see in in any other uh, work of art like films or books it, it, there there are, are markers which which tell you what's what's going on and, and how how things are um are structured an example of that might be when it, in a film it jumps back in time. You know, the first time it does it, there'll be a little caption that says, I don't know, three years earlier. And you see the characters, but they're dressed differently. And you, you notice that. And then it jumps back to the present, and then it goes back again. It doesn't tell you; it just you you see the same marker that okay, now I understand we're going back in time again. That that sort of thing, and and there are markers like that in in the book of in the book of Revelation that that will uh, we'll try and pick up on, and, uh, and hopefully it will help us uh, yeah. figure it out.
0: Yeah, yeah. So different repeated phrases and things like that. That's mm. you know, or, or yeah. repeated. Ideas and themes that keep coming up, so yeah. so we've got to try and yeah, yeah be alert to that and be and and try and spot those um i mean even in different parts of scripture there that happens as well doesn't it um I talked a little bit about that in the matthew series that that we we talked about um things you know the collections of jesus' sayings, and there's a there's a marker that identifies that, so yeah okay, brilliant so yeah. i'm I'm quite looking forward to this um I think we should dive straight in then <laughs> and uh,
1: Let's get into it. Yeah.
0: See where you lead us.
1: Obviously, we're we're going to try and cover this in, I don't know, half an hour or so and pick out these key structural features. We're not going to get into any of the detail. I've I've kind of done it as a diagram on a piece of A4 paper that I've got in front of me. I'll talk through it and yep. describe what I've written and drawn on my sheet of paper. I'm not an artist. Uh, you're probably more of an artist than me. It'd be quite interesting <laughs> to see from my description if other people were to try and, you know, yep. listening to this, draw out what I'm describing and see how close, how close they get.
0: Yeah, um, I'll give it a go.
1: So let's try and do that. So blank sheet of paper, title at the top, The Book of Revelation.
0: Sorry, portrait or landscape?
1: That's a very good question, portrait.
0: Oh, okay. I've gone wrong already. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Right. I had, I had more than one sheet of paper. Yeah.
1: It doesn't have to be A4. It could be letter, full scout, I don't know, legal, paper, whatever else. So we said last time that at the, at the beginning, it starts like a letter. We've got this little prologue yeah. um, about um, this is the revelation of Jesus Christ um, and then John to the seven churches uh, in chapter one. And uh, and then in chapter 1, verse 9, I, John, your brother and partner, and so it gets gets into it. And then we notice that there's something similar at the end in Revelation chapter 22. Uh, I think from verse uh, 8 of Revelation 22, I, John, saw this, and, uh, and it finishes with John saying, the grace, of, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with all, amen, which is similar to how a lot of the letters... Yeah finish. Signing so off, yeah. You, you, we can kind of do, you know, prologue right at the top yeah. of the sheet of paper and sort of epilogue right at the bottom Yeah, um, and, and, you know, we can link those two. They are linked. It, it's, you know, a, just a line down the side of the page, you know, this whole thing, the book of Revelation is bracketed by an introduction and a, an a epilogue that is like a letter so the thing is a whole it's not bits and pieces for different purposes the, the whole thing is a letter uh, and we we talked about that being relevant because it means that the whole thing in some form carried a message uh, a prophet a prophetic message uh, for people that heard it and the people to whom it was it was read okay
0: good good with that yeah i think okay. so yeah
1: so far so good we we pick up on um, back in Revelation chapter 1 uh, in verse 9 uh, we've just started this verse I John your brother and partner in tribulation in the kingdom and the patient endurance that are in Jesus was on the island called Patmos on account of the word of God and testified and the testimony of Jesus I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and then he starts to see and hear things mm-hmm. so there's this phrase I was in the spirit okay and that pops up, I think it's four times through the, through the course of, of the book. Mm-hmm. And, and that seems to be a phrase with, with something else that goes with it, which I'll talk about in a minute, which is a structural marker. And it's like, oh, when, I, when I hear that, I was in the spirit. It sort of marks a new section okay. or a new perspective. So we'll just, just have a look at the others. And yeah. you can, so you can kind of draw a line across almost at the top to represent where, where we are at chapter 1, verse 9, a line across your page. Yep. Um, and the next one, next time it appears, at the, is at the beginning of chapter 4. So if you just go down about about a fifth of the way down the page to chapter 4, another line across where this section starts. Chapter four starts like this, after this, I looked and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice, which I had heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the spirit. It's also got this phrase, come and look at this, come and let me show you this. And I was in the spirit. So that little section marker seems to be a, okay, here's, here's a, a new perspective a new way of looking at things that I'm going to give you. Okay. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. So in the spirit, so in the spirit is more of a structural thing. I mean, what does it mean practically? You know, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Um, is is it this kind of I'm having this new perspective? Is that what you're you know, it, I'm in the presence of God? What, what's it?
1: Yeah, that's a good good question. Yeah. yeah. I I guess it describes whatever vision state john yeah. was in when he saw and recorded and and wrote wrote these things i mean how exactly yeah yeah the transfer of of what he saw onto the page of, of what was written uh, i'm not sure is very clear
0: no okay but yeah but so probably the important thing about that is noticing where it appears more so than yeah. trying to work out what it physically yeah. might have meant for him so that's what would okay that's yeah. that's, that's helpful
1: i guess that's yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. Okay, so I've got my line across at chapter 4.
1: Yep, yeah. and then it doesn't appear for quite a quite a way through now. It doesn't appear again until the beginning of chapter 17. And it's kind of similar to chapter 4. It says, Come, I will show you the judgment of the great prostitute who is seated on many waters. Okay. Okay, well, let's forget about the prostitute for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it goes into verse 3, And he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness and he sees whatever comes next. So there's, there's the same kind of thing again.
0: Yeah, it's, it's like, t- turn the corner. Come
1: and let me show you
0: this. Yeah. 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 Some, yeah. Something else I need to, to show something different now. So, yeah.
1: Let me give you a different way of looking at something that we've described before.
0: Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah.
1: And we can, we, we can look at an example yeah. of that. So, so, so chapter 17 is kind of like, I don't know, three quarters of the way down the page line across. That's, that's one section and then the final time it appears is chapter 21 verse 9 which is right near the end really so and again it's the same kind of thing come I will show you the bride the wife of the lamb and he carried me away in the spirit and it's it's the same thing let me let me show you something something new something different and that phrase is there again so that's right near the end okay so now we've we've kind of got those sections so how many is that one two three four sections really but there's a big one in the middle mm. that runs from chapter four right through to chapter 17 um we, we can perhaps just look at, at how let's go back to chapter four because you, you talked about turn the corner and look in a different direction yeah in chapter four john is in, is invited to come up hither come up here and 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 see what's going on in heaven
0: mm, okay
1: and and there's a throne and there's you know, a figure seated on the throne mm. so the different perspective there is what's going on in heaven. What, what's the perspective from heaven rather than from the earth, from God's point of view rather than humanity's point of view? I guess.
0: So he's almost in in the vision. He's sort of physically transported from one place to another, but but you know that that's not a, a literal moving around, is it? That's that's his vision that state that he's in. So in the spirit does help yeah. clarify that this isn't him being whisked up mm. into some real heavenly realm where these things he sees are sort of literal things it this is all a symbolic representation of how he can look at things differently because it's from god's perspective that's yeah i think that's what you're saying yeah that
1: the the role of heaven in the vision is this is god's this is how god looks at the world this is the place from which god looks at the world and so he's being invited to see things from God's point of view.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's really helpful. So I've got a big section in the middle of my page.
1: So, and in that, in that first section, kind of between chapter one and chapter four, we, we've got these letters to seven real places on earth. Yeah. With real people, real Jesus communities. Um, and, and it's very much about what's going on in those places. On, it's the view from, from the ground. And and then chapter four switches into, okay, now let's have a look at this from from God's point of view. I
0: see. Yeah. Okay, good. So should I be filling anything in yet?
1: <laughs> the section between chapter one and chapter four is, you can call that the, the view from, from on the ground. Yeah. And then the beginning of chapter four is the view from heaven.
0: Yeah. So where are we going to go next?
1: Let's start to break down this big section in the middle. Yeah. We'll start with with three rectangles across the page.
0: <laughs> yeah. So three 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 of those, yeah. And um I'm am I filling the whole gap?
1: Yeah. So the first two, yeah, go across the page. The first two are right next to each other. So one one underneath the other. Yeah. Uh and then a gap. Yeah. Of a couple of inches on the page and then another box yeah. across the page. Okay. Landscape. Yeah.
0: And then that will take us to
1: Yeah, that takes us to the end of chapter yeah. 16 to the and to the beginning of the next section then.
0: okay yeah good
1: so what are these these three th- things though so chapter six we've got a, a scroll uh which is sealed with seven seals and uh, and this chapter six then describes these six seals and the opening of those six seals mm-hmm. plus we'll just have a look at, in chapter six because it's quite it's relatively short so we can spin through it and see what see how it's structured ignoring the detail of the content so so chapter 6 starts with i watched when the lamb opened one of the seven seals and i heard one of the four living creatures say come and i looked and behold a white horse its rider had a bow and a crown was given to him he came out conquering and to conquer and then it's straight into the second seal, and I heard the second creature say, "Come!" and and that this is a red horse. And then the next verse is straight onto the third seal, and it's a black horse. And then the seventh verse is straight onto the fourth seal, and it's and it's a pale horse. So so we, there's a sort of a grouping of four. Mm-hmm. So I've just written in this box, you know, these are seals, uh, and there's four, a group of four to start with. Plus, and then there's two more. There's verse nine, the fifth seal, which is an altar. And then there's a sixth seal, which is an earthquake and various things. We've got to six seals. yeah. And we know the, the readers, the hearers know that there are seven seals. And so you're kind of wanting to get to, yeah, the seventh seal. Yeah, the, the, the final this is, this is going to be the culmination. The, the important thing is going to happen when you get to seven. And it kind of goes, one, two, three, four. yeah, block, block of four. And then there's a fifth one, then there's a sixth one, and it's building this expectation of getting to the end, getting to the seven. And then it stops, and the subject changes, and there's this interruption, which lasts for the whole of chapter seven. Right, okay. So I've drawn a little box in the middle of my oblong for the seals, and that's an interruption. Yeah. And then we get to the seventh seal at the beginning of chapter eight. So there's a pattern there of this, this group of seven things, there's a group of four of them then two more but then it doesn't get straight to the end it it interrupts the flow uh with with something else uh which when we get to that <laughs> in know, the relevant episode we'll yeah. talk about what it what it means yeah and then it gets to the end
0: yeah so i'm just going to just reflect on that a little bit so you you're sort of saying that the whole the, the shift of perspective that happens in the book so come and see i was in the spirit and have a look at this in a different way. That's that's quite fundamental to what the book's trying to say, and that's kind of reflected here a little bit, maybe, in that, that it sets you up with an expectation of seven seals. Seven, of course, being a, a sort of Hebrew symbol of completeness. You, you sort of expect seven to come. Um, it, it's like the old um, seven times marching round Jericho in the Book of Joshua, sort of structured isn't it and and yet and then you're saying yeah actually it doesn't come when you expect it so is that inviting them to have a change of perspective again is that is that that all part of it
1: yeah i mean i think when we get into the content we'll see what the purpose of that interruption is right okay and and it's and it's the expectation that's being built up is that we go through one, two, three, four, five, six and when we get to seven, God will complete his purpose. Okay. But there's something that interrupts that. Mm. There's something that needs to be understood, that needs to be done yeah. before that can happen. Okay. I guess is the, Yeah. is what that's what that's building up. Straight into the next sequence, which starts in chapter eight. It's a sequence of seven trumpets. Now, yeah, and it follows exactly the same pattern. There's a group of four, yeah, and and then there's a fifth and a sixth. Um, the, the descriptions are a bit longer this time because the first four are in chapter eight, and then the fifth is in chapter fifth and sixth is in chapter nine. And then it doesn't get to the the seventh again. There's a break, another break. And this time it's chapters 10 and 11. And then it does get to this seventh trumpet at the end of chapter 11. It's following the same pattern Mm -hmm. of four plus two, then an interruption, and then the seventh, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Now, let's just have a look at how chapter 11 finishes. This is a key thing. So at the end of chapter 11... We've got to the end of, we've done the seven seals, we've done the seven trumpets. We've got a description there in verse 19, last verse of chapter 11. Then God's temple or sanctuary in heaven was opened and the ark of his covenant was seen within his temple. There were flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, an earthquake and heavy hail. The thing just to notice there is that God's temple in heaven was open. That that phrase. And then we've got chapters 12, 13, 14. There's all sorts of bizarre things going on in there. Um, and we get to chapter 15 and verse 5. And after these various things described in chapter 12, 13, 14, beginning of 15, we get to chapter 15 and verse 5. After this, I looked and the sanctuary. It's the same word as temple okay, in the yeah, Greek. Yeah. The sanctuary of the tent of witness in heaven was opened and out of the sanctuary came seven plagues. And then we go into this other, this third block that you've drawn with seven bowls. Yeah. So the reason I think that's interesting is that if you were to imagine Revelation as, you know, written on a scroll um, and you took chapter 11, verse 19 and picked it up and you took chapter 15 and verse five and picked it up and put them together, you'd have a big loop of chapters 12, 13 and 14 in the middle. Yeah. Just hanging down. But actually the text would flow straight through, Mm -hmm. wouldn't it? Hmm. Because you you finish with God's temple, sanctuary in heaven was open at the end of chapter 11. And then chapter 15, verse 5, the temple is open.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's picking up where, where it left off.
1: Yeah. So it's sort of saying, okay, remember, I said this back at the end of chapter 11. Yeah. Now I'm picking up from from that point and and you could almost cut out the the bits in between
0: those bizarre bits you
1: said and just join those two yeah. and yeah and you've got the seven seals the seven trumpets and then the seven bowls you could yeah join it together and have have it all flowing through but it doesn't do that
0: no no <laughs> we're not going to we're not advocating cutting those chapters out are we
1: no no but what it does suggest is that that block in the middle chapters 12 to 14 are a separate, discrete section. Yeah. So I think in the middle of our big section from chapter 4 to 17, or actually in between the first two blocks and the third block, yeah, you can put kind of a shaded section across, which is chapters 12 to 14.
0: So this is different, yeah. this these What's happening in there is is doing something different.
1: It's doing something different. So you've got these three sequences of seven, which to all intents and purposes follow on from each other. Yeah. But there's a block in the middle that is appears to be doing something else.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, and it's it's actually another block of seven. So we can, in terms of description of that bit in the middle, chapters twelve to fourteen. Yeah. There's seven different things in there. There's another group of seven. The way I describe this section is that it's 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 seven signs. Yeah. That sort of chart out the the whole history of. Or the the opponents in a in a conflict and how it starts and how it ends. It starts with a a, a woman and a man a child mm-hmm. being born, mm-hmm. and it finishes with a harvest and a grape harvest. So it's starting with with Jesus and then it's ending with the culmination of mm. of God's God's purpose. Mm.
0: Harvest being often being a symbol of sort of God's final judgment, isn't it? That's an Old Testament
1: symbol. From from the Old Testament, from Joel. Yeah. uh, Joel 3. Yeah. Comes straight out of language from that. I won't say any more about that middle section. Yeah. Um, Not yet.
0: A future episode.
1: I mean, one of the things in that section, actually, in chapter 14, there's three angels in so chapter 14, verse 6 has three angels that have three different things that they proclaim. Th- th- I think th- they are introducing the final sections of, of the book of Revelation. Okay. So so somewhere in that in that block of that represents chapters twelve to fourteen, I've got a bubble that says three angels inside it. Okay. And and the first of them, let's read it from verse six of chapter fourteen. I saw another angel flying directly overhead. With an eternal gospel to proclaim, and then verse 7 he said with a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. Uh, worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea, and the springs of waters. Now, that seems to be pointing forward to the little section about the bowls, because they're poured out on the heaven, the earth, the sea, and the springs or rivers of waters. Okay, yeah, so so it's saying, Okay, there's another section to come which is about that, and then. There's another angel, verse 8, a second, follows saying, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great, who made all nations drink with the wine of the passion of her sexual immorality. So then after the series of bowls, when we get into chapter 17, we've got the city of Babylon Mm -hmm. and it falling. Now, I'm not going to try and explain what what that might be referring to. And then we've got a, a third section, so a third angel verse 9 says, another angel the third followed them saying, if anyone worships the beast and his image and receives a mark on his forehead. Um, so there's these images of a beast and an image. And then the next section after, after it's talked about city of Babylon falling, the next section in chapters 19 and 20 is all about dealing with, getting rid of this beast, his image, and a dragon. Yeah, I see. Um, and, and the end of those things. You know, in chapter 14 there, we've got three proclamations saying, you know, there are three more sections to come. Uh, one of them's about these judgments, these bowls being poured out. One of them's about the fall of Babylon. And then the third one is about the beast, the image of the beast, whatever that is. So yeah. We're here concentrating on structure rather than yeah, yeah. understanding what those things are. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. So, but what you can see from these things, even though we don't, necessarily know what these things mean. Is how it how it is interwoven and connected together. This this whole text.
0: Yeah, it's dense, isn't it, and rich. Yeah, yeah, but but all the time, it's um, it's audible cues, isn't it? I think that's that's what you're, or you know, or, or if you're reading it, mm. you know, you can you can pick them up when reading yeah. it. So, so yeah, they yeah. they are cues and, and hints that you can quite easily pick on uh, pick up on if we're hearing the whole thing in one go, which um, presumably is how it would have fir- first been read and delivered.
1: Yeah, so so then I think, I mean, we're pretty much there now.
0: Yeah, so th- we've got sev- seven bowls, haven't we, which you've talked about. Uh, do they come in a similar group, so four plus one and one? or uh,
1: That's a good question. The difference is, uh, so where are they? They're in chapter 16. They certainly have a group of four to start with, where things are poured out onto different, you know, the earth, the heaven, the rivers and sea or something. But then it goes into the fifth and the sixth. And the difference this time is there is no interruption. I see. So it plows straight into the seventh. It goes straight through. Yeah. It's almost as though you've got these three sequences, seals, trumpets, and bowls. The first two have got something that delays them getting to the end. Yeah. But the third group does get through. So it's like, yes, there's something that delays the end coming, but ultimately the end will come. Yeah. There there will be a time when it does get to the end. And actually at the end of chapter 16 actually there's something really interesting yeah let's let's look at these these yeah, verses and okay, see what yeah, you make of them yeah go ahead so so let's go back to chapter 4 um, verse 5 so this is before any of these sequences of 7 before the seals and the trumpets and the, and the bowls so what have we got there so just read chapter 4 verse 5
0: okay chapter 4 verse 5 from the throne came flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder And before the throne were burning seven torches of fire, which are the seven spirits of God.
1: Okay. So there's lightning and thunder. Yeah. And a bit of fire. Yeah. Okay. So just hold that thought and then go to the end of... So when we get to the seventh seal, the end of that first sequence of seven, which is chapter eight and verse five.
0: Okay. Chapter eight, verse five says, Then the angel took the censer and filled it with fire from the altar and threw it on the earth. And there were peals of thunder rumblings flashes of lightning and an earthquake
1: so what's what's the difference
0: okay so there's an earthquake now so it's, it's a bit more yeah it's yeah. a bit more intense yeah
1: yeah and i mean it's pretty intense anyway
0: yeah it was yeah
1: <laughs> but now, now now there's an earthquake as well um and then chapter 11 verse 19 when we get to the end of the trumpets
0: okay eleven nineteen says then god's temple in heaven was opened And the Ark of his Covenant was seen within his temple. There were flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, an earthquake and heavy hail. So, yeah, yeah, so it's even worse.
1: (laughs) It's it's, it's escalating, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And so when it appears again in the end of that bowls sequence, which is a few verses, actually, verse 17 to 21...
0: So which chapter are we in?
1: This is chapter 16.
0: 16 verse 17. Yeah. Okay. The seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air and a loud voice came out of the temple from the throne saying, it is done. And there were flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, and a great earthquake such as there had never been since man was on the earth. So great was that earthquake. The great city was split into three parts. The cities of the nations fell and God remembered Babylon the great to make her drain the cup of the wine of the fury of his wrath. And every island fled away, and no mountains were to be found. And great hailstones, about 100 pounds each, fell from heaven on people, and they cursed God for the plague of the hail, because the plague was so severe. Yeah, it has escalated, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, it's really built, yeah. yeah. And I think this this is the kind of thing that you would you you might pick up as you heard this. You know, you, you hear, okay, a bit of rumbling, thunder, lightning. Yeah. And then there's an earthquake, and then the hail is, is loaded on top of that, and then... You know, this earthquake like there's never been an earthquake before. Yeah. Hail like there's never been hail before. And it, this sense of of things just building up and, and escalating. Yeah. What that might mean? Well, we'll
0: we need to we'll come on through, it, don't we? At some yeah. point. Okay. So, <laughs> um,
1: but it just—it's another example of how it's all woven together and, and linked in this yeah. this work of art. Yeah.
0: Okay. So I've, yeah, we, we're pretty much there, aren't we? I think we've, we've, I mean, we've not, you've not talked a lot about chapter 21, verse nine, and which that was the, the final section about coming.
1: Yeah, the final section is, that's about, it introduces the concept of, of New Jerusalem. Yeah. And, and it talks about, actually, it's, it's, it's interesting. In chapter 21, it talks about, I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. Prepared as a bride adorned for her husband, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, "Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be His people, and God Himself will be with them as their God." So, given where we started, what sort of impression do you pick up from that ending?
0: So that's really interesting because he had to be brought up to heaven to, to sort of to have God's perspective. Mm. But yeah, so, so at the end, God is yeah comes down effectively. So there's a a reuniting of heaven and earth isn't there
1: the book starts with okay we've got a view from from down on the ground the lives of real people and their difficulties yeah and then a view from heaven and it's and it's all kind of glorious and amazing and they're being brought together yeah and they're being united um at, at the end of this this new heaven and earth you know which is which is not not really a new planet it's not that sort yeah. of language yeah um it, it's about, I suppose, if we thought about it from the beginning of the book as you know, man's viewpoint from on down on earth and God's viewpoint, it's a bringing together of those two perspectives. Yeah, and and God God dwelling with man, and there's all sorts of language of of the Garden of Eden and and the and the temple language in chapters twenty one and twenty two, trees and fruits and and um, rivers. Yeah. and so on so a fantastic illusion the density of allusions back to old testament imagery
0: yeah that really ties it in with the rest of the biblical story doesn't it yeah yeah that's that's amazing so i've <laughs> i don't know what my diagram is going to look like compared to yours but <laughs> that, that was good yeah so getting getting your head around the structure is is helpful to, because when we come and interpret it we're not going to be sort of chasing down paths that that the the book isn't trying to get you to go down that's that's I think really helpful it's given as a framework for, in, for understanding the book
1: yeah and, and, and although we haven't gone anywhere near you know with the content of the seals and the trumpets and these different beasts and dragons and I mean what do, what do you think a, a hearer picking up on some of those structural markers m- might get from from that? and start to think about what impression they get in the message of this book
0: so i I think the big thing is that the different or having to reorientate your perspective to God's perspective I think is is something that's coming out yeah um, quite what that might mean I'm not sure yet until we sort of delve into the detail I'm sure there's probably quite a lot lot in mm. that um but then there's all this kind of anticipation but it doesn't come and it's and it keeps keeps sort of falling mm-hmm. away and we have in the first episode we talked a lot about the background to it being a community of people anticipating and wondering and waiting so I can yeah. see how that is going to really um sort of chime with them they get it, it's talking to their situation isn't it which I think helps
1: yeah and it's, it's probably it's giving them a message that there's there's a lot of time, there's a lot of things to happen before the end comes, yeah. before what you're expecting, the return of Jesus, the, the kingdom of God, the joining together of heaven yeah. and earth happens. Um, there's a lot of things that you need to yeah. go through before before that. Almost the warning of Jesus in Matthew 24, isn't that? The Olivet yeah. Prophecy. When you see these things, don't don't think that I'm about to appear. It's just the beginning. Yeah. So it's yeah, setting them up, preparing them for the long haul, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then I suppose it's um, how how you behave is is going to be sort of touched on in in this, isn't it? Or how you conduct your life whilst waiting, and whilst mm-hmm. the response that you give to the yeah. things that you go through um, is going to yeah. be going to be touched on. So, okay, brilliant. So let's uh, are we there? I think I think we're done with <laughs> this one. I think so. Yeah, good. Okay, thanks, Paul. Uh, so thank you very much, everyone, for listening and. I don't know whether you've you've found a chance to doodle while you were <laughs> while you were listening, um, but if you did, um, send us your your doodles. It'd be, it'd be brilliant to see if if, if Paul's explanatory.
1: Um, oh, that would be great because yeah. they're bound to be better than mine.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, we, it'd be really good to see if you've managed to to sketch out the the uh, structure of Revelation just from this episode, um, and whether or not that helped you. Um, so yeah, get in touch um, on Facebook. Find us at Bible Feed. Um, or Biblefeed.org on our website, and you can email us info at Biblefeed.org.
1: So I think we've demonstrated that trying to describe diagrams on a podcast just doesn't really work. But you can check out the show notes on the Biblefeed podcast page to see my original drawing of the structure of Revelation, to compare yours, and a slightly more detailed explainer video, which hopefully makes it all clear take a look and let us know what you think
0: you've been listening to the bible feed podcast thanks for joining us we're always keen to hear what you think hear your questions or subjects you'd like to discuss so get in touch with us on our facebook page or send a message from our web page at biblefeed.org and be part of the journey